Okay, cool. So, um, hello everybody and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian guest Dan Cass. Hey, how's And then going? my dog clicking his nails in the background. <laughs> you can probably hear so well. Good dog. Um, so, how are you doing? First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, you know, just... <laughs> hanging out uh, just hanging out yeah i'm enjoying the weather a little bit it was nice today. yeah it's so nice today it's nice to um, outside. so first question i always ask on the podcast is how much time have you done and like could be psych ward could be um therapy could be like how much time you wish you didn't spend in your head <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that that i like to ask um just yeah um i think that as far as the relationship with my mental health struggles go it probably goes back to like age 14 maybe 13 okay I mean, I would say that, you know, things start small and then they probably progress and get worse. So yeah. I would say maybe like a little bit, yeah. a little bit less than half my life. Oh, maybe wow. Like okay. 12 years. How old are you? I'm 26. 26? Okay. Yeah. So we're like similar age. I'm 24. Um, so when you were 14, God, that's such a vulnerable age. What happened? Were you in a psych ward? Like what? what no, I just happened? fucking, I, <laughs> I just had really, really depressed thoughts. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any outlashes or anything until like maybe I was uh, 19, 20. Okay. Um, and that was only to myself. It's okay, right. Like so people. what was like when you were 14 though, like what sparked it or what like? Oh, bullying. Being oh, wow. bullied like okay. like crazy, dude, like insane. Really? Uh, oh yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's You're sad. Like, now it's hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah, but like looking back on it, I wouldn't be who I am without it. For sure. Yeah, For I'm not sure. like pro bully. But yeah. I will say I learned a lot of shit. And like, was it directly after they bully you, you were like down in the dumps, or like? You don't that's realize it. you're getting bullied uh, at first sometimes, and like okay. that's that's like well, what that's the, that's the bad type of bullying where yeah. it's like manipulative and stuff. So what? <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me more about that. Uh, okay, so like I was, I grew up in a really small town, mm-hmm. um, and I went to grade school for like until sixth grade mm-hmm. at a school of like maybe a hundred kids at the most. Mm-hmm. My parents wanted to put me in like a more populated school because they didn't okay. want me to be some fucking weirdo. Yeah. And I was like, good call. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Thank you, parents. So, yeah, so they moved me to this like school that was like a 15 minute drive uh, called Weimar, and it was just like a middle school, um, seventh, eighth grade. I think there was like four, fourth, and fifth, second year. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, uh, I knew like no one, and it was like I did not know how to function. I didn't know that like kids had like standards, you know, and like kids have standards. I had to change everything like my whole outfit just to be left the fuck alone really? it's it crazy and i wore dumbass t-shirts too like it was like i wore those stupid like you know your idiot turn yeah, around, yeah yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Or like i will sell stupid. my sister for homework yeah her. yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly so, my favorite one was like the i'm with stupid with the arrow yeah and i'm just like yeah. this is cl- like who made this target right right like they're yeah, always yeah, so yeah. bad it was target I would and then when you're target. in middle school though you think they're like the coolest oh shirts. yeah i think they're funny sarcastic comment loading like yeah <laughs> like all those oh those are the best yeah. they're such a throwback but like during the time i th- thought those were like the best yeah me too and so like you know i really I feel like what those. i had to change yeah, i did i had change immediately yeah um and then that helped a little bit, but you know, it was like, I don't know. And it's also just kind of been, 
an energy of mine to like any big group there's always like a small amount of people within it that just like want to beat the fuck out of me <laughs> really yeah. do you come off as like oh i come off vulnerable or weak or like i don't not know. in like to be like so blunt but like what no, was it fine. about you when you were i mean it's that? definitely a me thing that i need to figure out and work on for sure because mm-hmm. it's like a pattern that's happening uh but it's yeah. it's like i think it's just intensity for I, sure i think it's just like everywhere was it was it definitely like, was it a challenge you know, I think something that might have contributed to the bowling too, like going from a smaller school to a big school. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have like five friends at the most mm-hmm. at the small school. And then you go and there's like a group of now like 20 kids with like politics and power structures. This is crazy. Yeah, How yeah, yeah. Austin Perry own everyone? There's a whole, nuts. yeah, there's a whole system. <laughs> so all you got to work your way like through yeah, the mob of the exactly. seventh graders. Is nuts. That's crazy. So definitely like the bowling started then and then contributed to obviously like the way that you, you know, felt. But then when you were, you said like 19. Yeah. Like what happened when you were 19? Well, because of that, and this is why like I, I say around that age, because yeah. because of that, it had a long term effect of defense mm. and like of just straight not accepting vulnerability. Yeah. And not being aware of the um, learning disabilities that I had, mm, you know, like okay. growing up, like I, I clearly had ADHD. Mm-hmm. I've been diagnosed, but it, it, I had to go on my own to get diagnosed. Mm. Like my parents didn't want to check that shit out. Like, <laughs> they don't want to do They're that. Like we got other shit to do. We got a job. Yeah. It's like, come on, <laughs> focus, just do math. Mm-hmm. But once that was like cleared up and I was like, okay. And then I started, I was actually able to take any depressions, yeah. um, which can like, make you when you're like on antidepressants um there's always this like limbo period of of change and like weight because you go from oh, yeah. like you know it's horrible. yeah it's like you go from like being hella sad and then you get sadder for a moment mm-hmm. and then you get happier mm-hmm. and so like a lot of the times every psychiatrist i've been with depending on where i'm at in my life messes with my dosage Sometimes they go to 40, sometimes they go to 10, sometimes whatever the fuck I'm, you know. Yeah. And so with those transitions, it's like that'll cause episodes of, and for me, I don't get violent or anything. I start crying. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like depressed. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. You're like, I the kids it. were right. <laughs> they, I mean, in a way, like, yeah. No, it, but it's really. like, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I've had that experience though, like going up on. They like say like they're just like oh go just try this and you're like but you don't understand like I have I'm living in a like I'm living a life right in a person's body so I have to go you're asking me to go through something right. for the next two weeks not just like take something right. right you're asking me to like monitor how I feel like it's effort monitor sure. how I feel take a sure. new drug like it's also like they say it like it's not an option. Like, they're like, oh, right. try this. And then you're like, wait, but I don't have to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. no, of course not. You're like, but you're framing it like I have to. Right, so, yeah. So, like, I feel like I have to go up on this now. Right. You're like, no, it's, it's your decision. You're like, you're saying it like that. Well, like. It's like, yeah, but it, your fucking doctor is, like, recommending a change. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're I like, I, I should take your suggestion, but I also don't know if, like, I need it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and you're also at a young, you said when you went to get, how old were you when you first started antidepressants? Oh, fuck. Uh, 18. Okay, but that's still, that's also a super, 
Yeah, developmentally though, that's a really hard age. Yeah. Like, oh, for like sure. Middle school, like thirteen, and I then went... when you get to like eighteen, that's super hard because yeah. your brain's developing, your body's developing. It like, took girls... like three years to go from dumb, like frat boy, loser, eighteen-year-old Dan to like nerdy, like yeah, like, uh, hipster, like wannabe. You know, like, it was like <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Yeah. So that like, change was crazy. Did you? So after you started taking the antidepressants, like, did they help you? Or, like, did you notice a difference? And yeah, and sometimes, you know, like, they they are helpful. I mean, I take I take several medications. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, with antidepressants, it's, like, it's, it's so fucking hard to describe. Because it's, like, as if you're going inside your brain trying to map out the changes or yeah. the different levels of fucking uh, serotonin mm-hmm. that are now inside of your your goddamn head and so it's like i i with feeling it's like oh i can function more when i get an email from someone at work that's scary i don't like you know collapse or like get afraid See, that's how i kind of describe it to people though not in those exact terms but i say you know let's say this thing happened to you it would take it from a hundred to like a 50. oh yeah so you're not like overreacting to everything yeah and you're still aware it's there of course but it feels a little empty yeah exactly like (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) it's kind of like um it just balances you out i don't feel like people are like oh i don't want to feel anything i'm like you don't trust me like you don't feel anything i wish i felt something yeah same same um yeah, so you started them when you were 18. Um, and then I remember you briefly mentioning you did go to an emergency room at some point for, like, your depression, It was, right? like, a college, like, emergency counselor. Okay, so, like, yeah. fake hospital. Yeah. I've been to, yeah. It was more like, it's kind of like the university puts it in place to be like, are our students insane? You know? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, like exactly. Make sure they're for okay. sure. And what yeah. was that experience like for you? That was fucking nutty. That was, that was nutty. Uh, this girl broke up with me and, um, the way she did it was like super gaslighty and like, Oh no. That's fine. But she like started like all these fucking crazy ass rumors, right? These like crazy fucking allegations and shit. And so these professors and stuff were like getting involved and whatnot with what was going on because she she cheated on me, right? And so because of that, she started this like lie that went from like abuse to like kidnapping, to like all this shit. I didn't fucking have like nothing to do. You're like I wish I was that interested. Yeah, with, yeah. Like I had nothing. I didn't even have a place to put her. I lived in like a basement apartment. It's like what the fuck are you doing? I'll put you in the other corner, okay, right? of the one room I live in. And so that shit just built and built and built, and it like. Wait, so she like turned it around on you and she cheated on you? That's, that was correct. She cheated on me with a camera guy. Um, yeah. A camera guy? What yeah. do you mean? I was like a fill-in for this like C-rated movie. Oh, so like, she was like part of your, like working in your industry, you're saying? We were both acting students. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I'm oh, sure weird. she's a fine person. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. But like, it was like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on? And it was like, all, this was like in 2016 too. Especially <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like yeah, crazy. especially too. And I know, unpopular opinion yeah sure, but sure. i know a lot of people are like oh it's hard for like white men or whatever but like when you accuse let me just say this when sure. you accuse like a man of any type of like kidnapping sexual allegations like it is it hits them way heavier oh, than yeah. when you accuse a woman because 
obviously like it's more common in men so people are more likely to believe it and then therefore they also like label you automatically no matter what they're like believe the woman and of course you should believe oh yeah you absolutely should like there's yeah. i'm not that's not what i'm saying it's obviously right. like a case-by-case basis but like if someone is spreading rumors about you that's going to impact you way more than like it would impact her if they were like oh she sexually assaulted him they'd be like oh maybe like it's it really has a like a really negative effect totally and it, yeah and it's like because you basically like like two things happen you look at you have to look at yourself and you have to go like okay how do you adapt whatever fucking conduct it was yeah that you were exactly doing, you know for sure and then the next thing you do is you go okay um this is like a thread now for a lot of work that was like put in yeah. And not that that's like, you know, it's it's like the lowest um, form of pity for me because I don't really have pity <laughs> like for myself being in this situation. To right. be honest with you, for there sure. was a lot of fucking warning signs. Like a oh, lot. Yeah, absolutely. Of like this kind of thing would You're happen. just driving through red flags. Yeah, I was. And I was just fucking, you know, I was like at a new college like, oh, this girl is very attractive. You're uh, what, 18, 19? Yeah, it was like, uh, it might have been 20. But yeah, it was like fucking. Same shit. Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, it's, you know, I put myself in the situation, um, but getting like allegations of harm or sexual abuse or any kind of thing, it's like, whoa, whoa, that's like a whole new level of, okay, we're like crossing a line. Right, right, right. Of like, a little bit. Of like, oh, she's like, you can ah, not- she's crazy. And they're like, oh, she's crazy. Like, yeah. And it's like, and I don't want to call any girl crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. I know. Especially and like. I use those words loosely. Like, oh, me too. Know, I but, use those words very loosely. Sure. I know it's like not, I run a mental health podcast. That's probably be the last thing I say about that. But I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm saying, oh, she's crazy. Everyone's like, crazy. Oh, she's actually trying to manipulate you. She's trying to hurt you. Like, she was just like trying that, to get like, out of the situation in which that she was, she she was wasn't, Yeah, but caught she didn't want to hold the accountability but my thing when right. i say it's crazy is like my thing that what i don't my pet peeve just personally is when someone doesn't take accountability for their own actions not only that but then they blame other people that is like the number i can't stand that i agreed yeah and it's like there's definitely um things to complain about in a mm-hmm. relationship however for sure fabrications to where they become stories of actual events that's that's um now like it's another new, level yeah you of, might like, as well write a play yeah like you exactly might as, <laughs> you're like you might as well like it's so far off from the truth that this might as well be a, a scripted right and so when when like friends of that not only that girl but also like friends of that shit yeah are like saying this like constantly daily 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 you know because like you're in a theater club oh yeah and so it's, it's like they're all yeah, fucking describe it to like the listeners so they get a better so, picture of like what's going on in terms of like i the environment that you were in when this happened it, it, it's like you see uh these people every day um because you're either working on a project with them like a play or you're in the advanced acting classes the beginning acting classes um the shakespeare classes whatever mm-hmm. and you all are on a curriculum that you all have to take for your major because it's so small, it's like a fucking small town. And so there's all this, like, crazy, like, triangle sex shit going on. And, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, you oh, know, yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong. I partook in, like, that. Like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, don't fucking, get me wrong. I did It's college. It's college. Yeah. But it's still, like, you know, it's who's available, who's not. Everyone's, like, trying to be the best, get the fucking part, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all this, mm-hmm. like. All this training of, like, don't be egotistical. Meanwhile, you got, like, some of the most egotistical people you've ever met. Yeah. And, you know, I have to take, like, myself into blame as well for this because, like, when I first started this shit, it was, 
the the purpose behind performance is like I started this for claps as a kid. Mm-hmm. I liked getting the attention as mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. And then it changes. You grow up. You go, this is not for you. This is for right. the audience. Well, you know, and as you develop too, I think that there becomes different purposes for the same like thing, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, you know, when I was younger, like di- diving to me, like when I was in high school and I was diving, diving to me was like a way, it actually was a way for me to feel like good about myself mm-hmm. and like I was good at it and I really liked it growing. And then when I got to college, it was like a job. Like it was just like, I have to do this. And like, I, and like there was other purposes for me too, where it was like, I'm doing this to like weightlift or like get stronger. Like I feel like as you grow in a career, it's, you don't have the original no intent that Never. you did when you first started. Right. Cause you're also evolving as a person. Sure. And everybody usually when they stick to the process evolves, but the, the environment I was in had a lot of people who were doing that, but also people who had just different, um, pathings or steps to their journey. Mm-hmm. Some kids were learning that it's not about, um, getting, you know, applause or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, whatever fucking stupid <laughs> plated metal shit that you're after. Like it's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> and then there were people who like knew, okay, I want to make stories and tell stories mm-hmm. for strangers that need to hear it. Mm-hmm. The ones that aren't hearing it, you know? Yeah. And that, and those, it, it all varies, but it's like, there are steps to that. And so, when you're in an environment of close people and they all have different levels of this shit, which right. is basically along the process of the, the learning experience of acting, mm-hmm. they're going to start getting pissed because they're not getting shit, but they're seeing, you know, why can that kid fucking cry or whatever the fucking stupid shit no, is. Yeah. Why did he get Peter Pan? Everything like whatever. matters so much. Whenever <laughs> whatever. You're involved, like whenever you put your whole being into one industry, everything matters. Right. And like people from the outside are like, what do you, whatever it doesn't matter at all but it does like in that moment though like it matters so much you didn't get peter pan dude it's cool yeah exactly it's fine you're the understudy shut the fuck up yeah it's fine which is also a fucking dope dope thing to be you know it's but it is (laughs) like do not shame peter pan's understudy no he's (laughs) i'd do it i would absolutely do it if toby (laughs) mcguire (laughs) like toby mcguire was peter pan i would love that that'd be amazing oh my goodness yeah i mean so small environment she was there Yes. All what the did time. that situation look like? A- after you guys broke up, what did that situation look like? I mean, I like just avoided. Mentioned. I just avoided everything. I just yeah. like. I just completely. And I had support. It was crazy. It was like the professors had to like you know get down to it, and then they like had to ask all the master students like, "Do you think this person is capable of that?" And they're all like, "No, not even a little bit." And then she had like this crazy breakdown. Um, but I, I think she's doing dope now. I don't know, and I wish her well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that like. Kathy, all right, just kidding. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> <laughs> just mix some yeah. random. But the environment was just—it was tense. It was like always on guard, you know. Always just like, and also, but also not too bad, because like I didn't fear anything. Mm-hmm. It was like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, no, you're like I'm so right that I actually do. Yeah, and so I was I was fine in that regard. It just sucked thinking like, because I don't fucking wish any harm on anyone Mm -hmm. and so when people assume that you're you're harmful it's like what the fuck is especially when they have like their own like fucking and how did that like okay do you so you have depression do you have anxiety yeah okay so i can only imagine and i'm sure that 
I'm right, but mm. that when you're in a situation where you've been accused of something and then somebody comes up to you that you know who knows it, but they don't want to like let you know that they know it, they start acting a certain way around you. Yeah, absolutely. Like they start being <laughs> like, and and then you, like it's like the, the it's basically the elephant in the room that yeah. you can't bring it up. Sure, sure. But how did that like, I'm sure that made your anxiety go way up. It did. It, it's just so funny because I, you know, <laughs> I'm so excited to do this podcast because, because <laughs> oh, so it's happy. seriously something that has just been following throughout my, so like I've been in this environment before, mm-hmm. not to this extreme level and not as an adult, mm-hmm. but you know, as, as a kid in high school, all this shit. And so it's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. All these adults are doing these students, these actors, these comedians, whatever the fuck. It's, it's just about, I, I can't take you down through work so i'm gonna do this way so there's no real like straight to your face but it's a roundabout way though because essentially if they're taking you down as a person then the people who are working with you are gonna say you can't work with us like do you know what i'm saying it because it's like you can try to take someone down like that's what people do though in the comedy right no and it's like i'm not gonna really like go into that just because i don't want to like name names or anything yeah sure 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 no no but i'm just saying like Everyone in Chicago is a wonderful comedian. Yeah. We love you all <laughs> so much. I'm available any day, anytime. <laughs> Even if you need morning shows. We love you. We don't, we don't talk no, shit but, um, I, I'm glad you said that, though, because literally just talking about this with somebody who's not a comedian, one of my best friends, um, or my best friend, my roommate, she is not a comedian. And so she sees a ton of comedians like come in my house all the time. And she's like, I just think it's really funny. Like, there, she's like, there are certain comedians that have like come over here that like put in order for them to feel like they have a place in the comedy scene, they will say, oh, this person got booked because of this or, oh, this person got booked because of this regard, like not even mentioning the fact that they're funny and they're right, like, right. oh, like they got booked because like they like had this connection or they got booked because like sure. they're pretty or they're dating this person or whatever they can say because they clearly aren't happy with themselves yeah. and the, yeah. the the space that they're in you know it's all a projection right, right, right. the space that they're in so they're obviously like putting other people down essentially sure. to make themselves feel better and so sure. i think that like that is something that goes on con- like i know that it goes on constantly in every situation in every field of work but i do think that in this situation it's super difficult because oh yeah it's really like you know because like in diving it's like when i dive they hold up a score and it's like you got a seven and eight whatever i got right that's that's like Again, that's also subjective, but like it's pretty objective. Like it's a score, and however much you score, that's what you get. Yeah, it's a numbers. Game. It's like a, in, they have to like pick a side. They have to like pick. But a in point. comedy, they're like, there's no rules to getting booked. No, it's like it, it's kind of luck. If I'm yeah. being honest, like, no, it is, you yeah. message the person at the right time, or you had that one clip that they wanted to see, like whatever it is. Sure. So I think it's more occurs in this industry where people are saying. Oh, this person got this because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, and that is projection, and that is like that goes against like Stanislavski's tenets too. You know, it's like uh, there are no like small actors. Yeah. Or there are no small roles, sure. only small actors. You know, and it's like the same kind of shit. Or like, don't be uh, uh, love, love uh, yourself, love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. Mm. And that's like that's the one that really fucking that hits with what you're talking about because when I see someone like on stage at a club that I want to be at, you know, I don't go like, 
I should be up there, right? I know that, you know, I don't, I don't need to like be mad at them mm-hmm. for fucking doing what, mm-hmm. what they love. And there's a reason why they're up there, mm-hmm. but they have this connection. Why did they get that connection? You know? Right. Exactly. You and take a like, step back. Cause it's like, right. I catch myself doing, cause I think naturally we all want to like criticize people. Like we all are judgmental. And that's a mental health fucking thing in itself. Of course. It's like, like, sometimes I'll just go, like, I'll see someone on stage and I'm just like, they're funny, but like, they're not this funny. And I'm like, no, Drew, you're insecure. Like I'll tell sure, myself that sure, like, sure. you're being insecure right now. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I me like, too. Take a step back and be like, yeah. I'm evaluating the situation because I had a bad day or the last set I had was bad, so I don't view myself as a good comedian. Whatever it is, yeah. I know that it's coming from me. I think there's a clarification. Or I think there should be a clarification though, because I do find myself never. I never critique people's acts or their or their mm-hmm. content or whatever the fuck. It's more about the person. The mm-hmm. like, there's a difference between being petty and then looking at someone and going like, you're a little corrupt. Like you're, yeah. a little, you're a little fucked up, and that I think is is always important. Well, it's also like too, you know, you ever see someone and they're like gorgeous, but then they're like kind of a piece of shit, and you're like, oh, I don't think you're pretty anymore. I don't think you're like a sure. Like I don't find like there are so many men that have like been douches to me, and although they're like stunning, I'm like, no, I think you're ugly. So like I actually will be like, I don't think you're pretty because yeah, because of their personality that kind of overclouds it. Same thing with comedy, where like. If I see someone that I, like, as a person, I, I'm not really too big of a fan of, like, I don't really, it's harder for me to laugh at them. Right. Because right. Like, right. Like right. 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 behind them that I see before I see their joke. Yeah, and that just all plays into, like, this weird shark pool, like, even actors and, and stand-ups have of, like, everyone's biases meeting at once. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a fucking bias. Of course. You know? And that that's going to play into roles, and sometimes it's, like, it doesn't, like, sometimes it's it's tricky in performance because there's there's so few spots on a show mm-hmm. and there are so few types of shows right so it's like you know some sometimes you're just not meant for that show and like right. that's that's fine right you know totally, totally. And, and, and at the end of the day we can all build our own shit too like that's <laughs> i think if we just like start focusing on ourselves and not other people that would also be like a huge thing because if you Agreed. think about it not getting a show because you're like because you want to be that person that gets on the show or because you really want to do that show yeah there's a difference right there's absolutely shows where i'm like i, I just want to get this show so that this oh and i and i have that inner like you oh, know every, i'm like you why, why am i not booked yeah. i do that all the time <laughs> yeah. but then i go why am i not booked and then i go oh this is and then you'd fucking put it mm-hmm. then you put the music together but you're able to self-reflect you're able to self-reflect because you're able to realize like there's a self-awareness that you have yes. that can pull yourself out of those situations sure. because, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I think there's certain shows that I do because I'm like, okay, this person will kind of see me and then I'll get books. But that's also, it's hard to distinguish whether you're doing that for the art or whether you're like, this is the game I need to play because I want to get better. Mm. And it's hard because it's like, no matter what show you're doing, you're doing the same act. So it really doesn't matter. Like you're at the same level art wise. Right. At any show. Right. But it's just like the clout behind it that you're kind of like clouded by, I guess. Yeah. It gets like hazy, you know? Yeah. To it's see really like hazy. whether it's actually like a step in your career or is it a step in like. Yeah. How does comedy's view on you? Sure. Kind of thing. Sure. Um, and how does like that play into like your anxiety? Oh, and your depression. Oh, and dude, I'm like a, I'm like an open. I try to be like an open mic ninja sometimes, where like I just like go in and I like wear a hood and I just do my shit and I dip. Mm, um, okay. And I, I like talking to people. Um, there are like you know, people I'm social with, but I do try to keep to myself because mm-hmm. 
it's just so tricky. And I've I've made so many relationships in comedy mm-hmm. that, and some of the best relationships I'll, I'll ever have in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, um, same here. But some of them are fucking awful. Yeah. And so it's like you know, it's just always um, tricky. There's different people in comedy. I either stay with them friends forever, or we're friends for like three weeks, and they do something fucked up, and I'm like, <laughs> like that's been my whole experience with people in comedy. Yeah, and that's and again like judging guarded. the person, critiquing someone's person. And their character is much different than being like you know upset. I, I just hear people all the time being like, "We need to lift each other up in this in this community," and like that is that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. But that requires. But it's also like. Like. It's also like. There's just so many layers to that, and that's why I looked at you like that because it's like, I get that we all need to like lift each other up and stuff, but like there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be taken care. Of. Like you. Can't yeah. Start, exactly. You can't exactly. just start at the rooftop. Right. Right. The base is like, how about we start booking? How about we be more diverse? Right. Before right. Before we start lifting people, that's lifting people up. Exactly. Is being diverse and not just booking straight white men like on your shows right. and like booking like you know. All like it just have first of all, sorry, variety is the first step. Oh, completely like having diversity, mm-hmm. being more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not it's not even like lifting each other up, it's more just like not putting each other down. Yeah, I feel that because I don't even think like we because comedians don't really like the like, um, like, oh, you're so great, you're so this. Like, no comedian has ever like taken in a compliment, no, like, there's like because because you're always trying to get better. Always. So I think it needs to start with like just stop shit talking. Sure, and sure. That's just enough to lift people up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shit talking gets you nowhere, really. It doesn't, unless it's yeah. like a specific situation you need to hash out with someone, and you're venting. That's different than like straight up sure, yeah. them or putting them down or no, of them course, down, you of know. Course. But um, how did like your like when did you start comedy, and how was your mental health development like <laughs> timeline <laughs> along that? <laughs> wow, Seems like that, a loaded question. that's funny. Um, I started open micing at age 18 in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. I would do like shows in my hometown at like 15, but it was really just me talking for 20 minutes. Was, yeah. I don't count it as fucking yeah. comedy. Um, but it's SF 18 to like 21, I think I spent there. And then okay. I took two years at a university and then I came here, um, and continued stand up. Okay. So, uh, I guess like six years of like continuous okay um, and how has that affected your mental health it's effect it's really fucking changed me um i mean it's changed my personality not not only my mental health um it's made me like more reserved um self-aware um like cocky and humble Mm-hmm, um, it's a weird sure. combination. Yeah, yeah uh, no. No, that's like most people, though. Yeah. As much as you think it's weird, like that's like most people. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just kind of changed my like whole perspective about the reason of doing this. Because if you're going to put so much time and effort into it, you know, one, I, I believe, you know, this is that anyone can have their own fucking philosophy behind the shit. Yeah. But I believe that it's like you got to look at it like you are working on a project every time you go to a mic. Mm-hmm. You have your set, you see what works, what doesn't, mm-hmm. and you move on, mm-hmm. and you grow from there. Yeah. And then on Absolutely. top of that, you have to be serving an audience. Mm-hmm. It's a customer service job, and it's yeah. the best one. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure the best customer service job out there. Yeah. So it's like, it's that's that's changed me a lot. When I first started, it was like, 
anyone that talked during my set, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is my time. And like, it was just like, everyone was like, fuck you. Fuck this kid. Like, but I was like looking for, for that kind of, you know, moment rather than just letting it happen. Oh, you were waiting for that, like that. That's like, yeah. The one heckler. I was like, so. Let all your anger out. A re- an excuse. Yes. <laughs> I mean, excuse. not like anger, but like. Yeah. I think it was just to like prove I could do it because mm-hmm. I was so afraid of being heckled. I'll never forget that. I was like, when's the first time I'm gonna get heckled? And the first time I got heckled, I just like fucking. Oh my god, it was such a. <laughs> like it was actually my worst nightmare. It was one of the worst like uh, moments in comedy, but it was also one of the best. <laughs> I was like driving to this like crazy middle of nowhere town um, with this forty year old man, and yeah, and and this this girl that we picked up along the way, and she was a she was hitchhiking, yeah, yeah. and um, we went to this fucking dive bar in like a one street town, and it was just like Hicks. Like as far as you could see, like just like <laughs> straight, like got like <laughs> shit, and they're like they got like the straw in their teeth, and like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, and they're like yelling the whole time, and they like hated my material so bad, and we're just like we hate you, no, like like they were just like they were just like, like you fucking like suck, you. like they were just like this is so you're like this is so bad, like oh, they're just shit. like you're so bad, it was crazy, that is crazy, it was crazy. It was like my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that didn't help your mental health. But like how, like when you say you're, because I just also wanted to get back to, because we have like 10 minutes. That's cool. But um, I just wanted to get more into like your mental health and like how that affects you and how that affects comedy as well. But like what your depression looks like. My depression is um, very much rooted in like hard it's hard to do tasks um it's hard to like do simple shit like checking the mail freaks me the fuck out and so i kind of just like lay in bed sometimes and i just like (laughs) don't uh leave and that's like that's like, I'm in bed and and it's weird because that'll happen in like spurred moments um so it'll be like a day like i'll take one day to just fully do that and be really sad um and like almost like i don't see the point in this shit like life in general mm-hmm. i didn't choose this no yeah. one no one did and so it's really fucking annoying that i'm here yeah, <laughs> right like, now you thought this was a good idea yeah it's, it's like who here. did i agree to this before it happened because this, right. this is dumb this no is one a, told me right <laughs> <laughs> so it just i kind of hate that yeah um and i that's just kind of like a core, weird core value of mine that I've been trying to get rid of my entire life. But I just fucking hate it here. <laughs> I love life and connection. Mm-hmm. But when I'm alone and when like there isn't something to do or something to discover or I'm, I'm like held back. Like this, this whole year was just shit. Mm-hmm. It was just like you took away the one fucking thing that I do every day mm-hmm. and the whole reason I moved out here I like I loved it I'm this is the first time I, I've never gone a year without performing like wow. like since I was like 13 and so this is like this was wow. like fucking nutty yeah it was like whoa yeah um I feel like also too your depression probably almost had like 
a validation, if that makes sense. Because like you said that when you get depressed, you don't feel like there's purpose and your purpose was doing comedy. So when that was taken right. away, you're just like, oh, so like, so I feel like it's almost like this pandemic, like you're depressed, like it's so validated. Mm-hmm. Now that depression shouldn't be validated, but like you never want that to happen where you're like, oh, there is no purpose. But now you're like, wait, what the fuck? Right. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, exactly. And it was like, before this happened, I was like, I was like on a roll. I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is awesome. I'm like mm-hmm. booked like every week, yeah, like dude, twice. Yeah, and it was, it was like, so this is sick. I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like, yeah. Like hit and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, it sounds like your depression's like pretty, normal for depression though in the sense that you like don't want to do everyday tasks you have a hard time getting out of bed (laughs) it just Um, sounds so fucking like like, i know but it's so funny because like it to me it sounds so like posh like it's like i don't want to do the dishes yeah sad like (laughs) sally clean it up yeah and i could see like how people are like well you're just you know fucking lazy or some shit but really it's tricky it's like i i really get afraid dude you've been through a lot you know yeah totally and and that yeah yeah and like especially to like I feel like the bullying thing, like, have you, because I know that, like, as much as we don't want to admit it, our childhood and our adolescence carries over into our adulthood, especially, like, the way that we behave and think and act. Um, What, like, it seems like you're very self-aware now. That's that's how, I mean, that's how you're here. I know we, like, haven't talked that much before this, but, like, um, it seems like you're very self-aware. So, like, do you think that the bullying, like, in what ways does it still affect you now? Or, like, have you caught yourself where you're just like, oh, that was, like, definitely... It affects every fucking thing I do. Really? Okay, why have we not talked about this, dude? We can talk about it. Okay, let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, you can cut that, like, whole, like, uh, like first half the story. <laughs> yeah, cut all the story <laughs> no, with no, the girl. No, I don't want to get canceled. Great, I don't. Like it's it. all necessary to come to the <laughs> precipice of Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, it's just... <sighs> fuck okay so it it basically one it made me not afraid of really uh, like anything like yeah it just made me like, not you fucking hit me okay i can handle that. yeah i don't like, even I, like when i say i'm not a violent person i mean i could look someone in the eye and go punch me <laughs> do it like i i'll take it yeah and and, and like and people don't know what to do yeah they get frozen up and so it's it, it's the whole mindset of um i will i could i could accidentally like piss my pants, fall on the floor, and, like, have people pointing, laughing, not helping me up, dumping water on me, whatever the fuck. And I could I could survive that. Yeah. And so what is there to fear? Like, really? Right. And so right. I just kind of... I mean, I have a lot of fears, but they're not rooted in, in necessarily dynamics of a person themselves. There's no one person that I could talk to and and not get to understand them because I had to understand why kids were like harassing the shit out of me. Mm. Why were these kids so obsessed with this daily entertainment, which is what it was, was entertainment to them. Mm. I was helping their um, insecurities and their children. Like, you know, I don't blame half my bullies. Oh, in fact, I'm friends with a lot of them Mm -hmm. now. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, the dynamics have changed. Shit, people change. Shit changes. Totally. Life goes on. I mean, yeah. So it's it, it's kind of nuts. And I and I and what's crazy is because when you start getting bullied, you then have to bully back. So there was like a year and a half of me doing the same shit to them, mm. just to fit the dynamics and be able to play ball, I guess. Yeah. So for sure. so that kind of made me more like, all right, if somebody comes at me with some bullshit, 
I'm not afraid to walk up and be like, yo, what is this bullshit? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go seek out that conflict. I'm not going right. to like try and like pinpoint them down. Mm-hmm. But if I have to work with them, if I see them, anything along those lines. And yeah. I wish more people did that. I wish when people had a fucking problem, they would come up and say, hey, I got a problem. Yeah. Can we talk about this? I think that's like, I don't know why they don't teach like, like I'm not even joking, like social skills in school. I agree. Like something like, something about like how to deal with confrontation. Sure. Like even if it's like one of those stupid videos that over explains it and it's like really cheesy and shit. The po- the message is that like you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, in like school the- they played shit like where they're like if Sally's mad right, it's easy right. how to deal with confrontation but like but it's like <laughs> that would be more useful than fucking like geometry oh yeah it's like I don't remember funny. anything about geometry yeah I don't either and I, I yeah and it's like so I just I wish they really taught that because when you're saying like just talking about this with one of my friends how we were talking about how hurt people hurt people oh yeah and it's like but you had to learn that at a really young age and people who usually get bullied don't learn that until like it's psychologically like i mean maybe this is your situation but psychologically it impacted them so much that they had to learn it yeah no i i so i had like a weird jimmy hopkins kind of like mm-hmm. story which is like this fucking video game about a kid who was bullied but it was basically like uh i started straight like being the weirdest kid in school and then had to follow all these same people throughout high school Mm. and i became asp president in my senior year Mm. and it was this weird ass like i mean that's not like something to be proud of it doesn't fuck fucking high school but it was just like this weird shift in dynamics from like being hated Mm -hmm. to like actually like having some respect yeah and it's just it's weird how you as a person aren't different, but then somehow, like, because of the shit that you went through, like, they all of a sudden, like, just, it, it's like, you're, okay, you as a person, Dan, mm. you have not changed. Like, you're getting bullied, maybe that changes you a little bit. Sure, sure. But, like, it's just because of the label that people start to respect you. Right. And, like, because of certain labels and what other people say. But you as a human do not change. No, Your no. values don't change, your morals don't change. No. You, like I, even though I'm gone through shit, and like I, I'm, but I'm still the same Drew. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. But it's like all of a sudden in high school, when you get to this thing, all of a sudden people look at you differently, and it's like, oh, because there's a label on them. But right. You're still you, and that's what I feel like is so. It just, it just baffles me. This totally. High school, the high school shit, just like I, it I, was, think it, nuts. I really don't think it ever ends. No, never. It never does. I was just saying that. Yeah. Too. It was like it, it never fucking ends. No. It's it's stuck in people forever. Um, it really it's is, a and it's like traumatizing experience. It's like it's not even like it's more just like pyramid scheming, where it's like oh yeah, you have the these people on top, these people on bottom, and these people on bottom are working their way up the food chain kind of thing, and it's like weird because I've started to hang out with some people from my high school, and like we're all cool now, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I haven't seen them since high school, but I didn't drink in high school, and they were like, you're really drunk, and I was like, no, you just never saw me drink in high school so you think i'm like plastered and i was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like i remember people were like saying like how funny i was because i was drunk and i was like oh they never saw it. like it was like a whole new i guess like world yeah for them to see me like the goody two-shoe kid who like, sure got straight a's and did all sports and like shit like that to see me like getting drunk it's like yeah i have a full-time job and i don't have shit to do of course i'm gonna get fucked up right you know but it's like I also viewed, sorry, I know we probably have something to say, but like, I also viewed certain people and I was like, will I ever view them the same because I went to high school with them? Like, 
I don't know. Like no, I don't like. No, no. Even if they change, <laughs> like, my ah, friends change. That'd be hard. Right, but yeah. like I don't. There's still that thing in the back of my mind where I'm just like, oh, but them in high school though, <laughs> they did that one thing, or like this is how they were, so they must be that way. This like it's it really clouds your judgment. Sure. And I don't know what it is about high school that just makes everything so like. It's, um, like what's the thing where like, you like love the dog and then abuse the dog. So the dog loves you back. What's that? Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. That's what yes. that shit feels like. It feels like that. Like it's, yeah. it's fucking nutty. Um, but oh, you're saying like you're so far into the game because you, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and then you, you know, like you, you start to create biases from, from people you knew. But I, I mean, I had to, what you're talking about, like people being like oh you're funny like it was like that's that was something that stood out for me like that was a defense mechanism at first Mm -hmm. it was like people would like say some shit and then i would do some shit back like they would be like hey and they call me like the f word and then like i'd look at them and i'd like do like a stupid face and then they'd like laugh and then they'd turn around like hey danny do the face and i'd do the face and And now you're like their guy yeah and they leave me alone i just gotta do the face that was it see but that's so powerful that's like most people i've talked to who got bullied like told me that that exact thing. Yeah. I wasn't bullied, but I used f- being funny. As what was a- that like? <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here for another hour. I can tell you how great it was. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but I um, was like, like I, there was like senior superlatives and I won like most sarcastic in my high school. And I was just always like the funny one, but I used that as a way to cope with my anger. Sure. But it's also like I had to keep up like being funny oh yeah like all the time so yeah. if there wasn't something like crazy or stupid or funny that i did that i would have to just like do it like or i'll be like think of something quick to say like i literally was like that person whoa like where like there was like this because there was this teacher everyone hated and i called her a bitch to, like and then i got detention for it i was like an angry <laughs> motherfucker so i called her like she heard me call her a fucking bitch. So I didn't say it directly to her face. I wasn't that savage. You fucking bitch. And then she was like, did you just say that? And I was like, yeah, you're not helping. Like, you were being, like, you're being a fucking cunt. Like, what do you want me to fucking say? Like, you're, like, I, like I'm not going to lie. Sure. So that went around the school. And everyone thought it was cool because of it. So right. I was like, oh, so if I just keep being funny, I can just use this as a way to, like, cloud my anger yeah and then i always was trying to like one up it where it's like if these people thought i was funny i had to be funny in that situation sure and sure. if i wasn't they're like you're awfully quiet and i'm like no i'm just not doing like my thing right and that's yeah and then they think I'm something's weird. wrong or something exactly and, and it's like, like no nah, i can dude, actually I'm just, just be quiet yeah. in person yeah like and i like what you're saying it, it, it's so funny because that defense mechanism will change the dynamic for itself so like it started yeah. with the face and then like one time at a high school football game I had to tell a parent to shut the fuck up. And I did it very loudly. And it was, like, nuts. Because one of our players got knocked out. And he was, like, you, like, wimp. You know, he's yelling, like, this you little bitch. Like, get up. He, like, said some sexist shit. He was, like, take the camp. No, to, like, the kid who's oh, down yeah, on the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. ground. Like, he's just, like, ripping him apart. And it was, like, my buddy, Tanner, that just got, like, his ass knocked out. He had oh, carried no. on a stretcher. Yeah. I mean, he's fine now. But <laughs> he just, like, got, got up. And Tanner. I was, like, I was like, yo, shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then, like. People like I swear to God, dude. Like people were like, <gasps> yeah, 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 and then, like yeah. it became like a town subject, and it was like, oh shit, Danny's hilarious. <laughs> he just told a yeah, bitch, yeah, yeah. shut the fuck up. That's a football you, game. Dude, and that, but people don't realize like how good that stuff feels, and why people are funny, and like, right. why you ride that shit out. Because it's like I re- same similar thing that happened to me, where everyone was like, 
what the fuck? Right. But then people thought it was funny. Right. So it was like we were in math class. Nope. Everyone, like, another math teacher, people, like, weren't. Like, they liked her, but they were like, she can go. We don't care. And she's annoying. She had, like, a really... So she's like, why didn't you guys all get X equals four? And she said, no, no. She goes, if everybody got X equals four, please raise your hand. So no one raises their hand. And she's like, why isn't anyone raising their hand? And I was like, because no one cares. And then I got up and I was, I was, but damn, like actually mad. Like I was actually like actually mad. (laughs) That she was like concerned, and I was like, "Cause no one cares, dude. None of this shit matters." Like right. that's how I felt, you know, because I had been through so much in high school, and so I just like got up and left the class. And then people were like, "Yo, that was like really like that was ridiculous," but like I was laughing, you know. Yo, and I saw Drew, people like laughing. That was and she's like, what? And I was just like, "Yeah, that was sick, bro." Like, and that's why I did that. Well, props, Drew. Yeah, exactly. And now it's just like people know you as that. As that kid comes to you, like, Drew, I don't know person. if you like have a prom date. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that really turned me on. Yeah, that, that, you telling her to fuck off really got me wet. <laughs> 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 it's what I like. Um, but funny. yeah, no, it sounds like we were very similar in that sense where you're like, you people don't expect that out of you, but they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Now this is who you are. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, I've always had like a decent like public speaking ability mm-hmm. and so like, yeah you're a performer yeah so like as soon as it would happen it was like dramatic and like to a like a precise point yeah which even you looked, get timing you get timing. <laughs> yeah which like, looked even more psychotic you ever people who you're like you could be so funny you just don't have that knack for like timing and like pausing right just like listening for a second like just one just second. listening for the right like somebody who tries to like repeat their joke over and over and no one's hearing them it's like do you want to wait till we're paused and then maybe that would actually have yeah a wait till people, yeah. they have like yeah. no fucking clue what's going on oh god yeah so um but i usually have the podcast or i'm yelling um i usually have the podcast with like oh here's a good question with a question um that like you could leave for somebody um who is going through bullying or who has and it they haven't processed it and like realize how it affected them because you're self-aware now yeah like you know how it affects you so you clearly seem like you have coping mechanisms to deal with it oh totally how would you um it's like what's one piece of advice for someone who is getting bullied or had gotten bullied and how to deal with it or address those little insecurities that do come up from it i think one of the things that helped me the most is how small um you, like you are and i know that sounds counterproductive yeah. but it it's like as soon as you realize that you're not the most important thing as like the victim um being bullied you can kind of just go oh this means nothing yeah um and that's hard to do because you are a victim like totally so it re- it unfortunately requires you to like do something that you shouldn't have to it's like unjustified that you have to take that step, you know, of course. being the bigger person, you know, quote unquote or whatever. But as soon as you go, okay, this person that's doing this to me has probably a really fucked up life. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can go. It's fine. It's kind of like just empathy, like just basic mm-hmm. of like, why does, why does this person find me every day to yell this at me? And, like, then you, like, learn they have, like, a shitty home life or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, some people are just dicks. Like, rich people, fuck totally, them. Totally, but, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I love no, rich no. people. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, 
No, that's really, I mean, it's really insightful, but it's also like, do you ever know, you know, um, or ever see like Sarah Silverman's A Speck of Dust? Mm-mm. Her, okay, so that was one of her specials. And like, she talks about like how insignificant humans are. Like one person. I think I've seen that clip, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she talks about like how you literally are like a sand, like a grain of sand. Yep. That's you. Yeah. And it's like, if you... And not to be like, oh, you know, sorry to the generation that's like everyone needs a trophy, that like you don't matter. But it's like in a philosophical sense, I'm addressing this. Like you do not matter. So these problems that you're experiencing, you're not going to think about them tomorrow. Right. Like you're going to forget about them. Right. And your insignificance is so small to the point where it's like if you're you're saying like if you're getting bullied, like it's. It's so one. It's small, but it's so wonderful. Like it's such a wonderful insignificance, <laughs> you know. There's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like there's no like, effect on anything. Exactly, it's like it ruined exactly. your day. So mm-hmm. what? So what? Like, like that person. <laughs> that, I mean, not so what, but like so what? Like they also have a life too. That's probably like super hard, and you're so small. Sure. In this, world. and that doesn't that doesn't invalidate what you you're, what you're going through is valid. Of course, it's all valid. But it, it gives the you crying, perspective, yeah. as to how little it matters, and you could just be like. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's like, I won't remember this in a year. That's how I always, I was like, I won't remember this. Yeah. And that's like, it's hard advice to give because it's almost like the place you want to be. So I'm basically just saying like, just do. Because you're out of it now. Yeah. Just like be out of it, which is like kind of a stupid way to give advice. When I was in my depression, I actually was like, I don't want to be out of this depression because I want to prove to people I could be depressed for this long. Like I was so Sure. Sure. Me too. I was so in it. Yeah, Yeah. And I was like, there's no advice I could take. There's no anything. They have to be ready though. Right. But I think that even if they're not ready, helping them think of like as their bully as like a speck of dust or what they're going through as a speck of dust is like it's not that big of a deal and to stop like catastrophizing it yeah. could be really helpful. Yeah, it took like a mentor of mine that I really looked up to to like look at me and be like, mm-hmm. you, you don't, like you need to chill. Like you, yeah. don't, you don't matter. Like this like, doesn't it's, matter. It's, you like, don't it's, matter. You yeah. need to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, fuck. And it For took, sure. And then it took me like months to like go, okay. Well, it takes time. To change sure. anything or to change any views or thoughts, whatever. Um, what do you have any upcoming shows? Yeah, um, I mean, I have uh, Zany's. When is this coming out? Like in a week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zany's Rosemont. That's how lazy I am. Zany's Rosemont. Oh. I mean, I have I have Love Below's when tomorrow. You, when are you going to Zany's Rosemont? Uh, the sixteenth, I think. Or okay, sixteenth. That Wednesday, yeah. And then catch Dan at Zany's Rosemont. And I was I got into a p.m. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. And then um, any other shows you want to buy? Love Below is coming back, so look out for that. Beer Miscuous? Beer Miscuous, yeah. It'll be back. On Lincoln Avenue, right? Um, In Lincoln Park. And then um, Instagram. Do you want to plug your Instagram? Yeah. Uh, It's a dank ass. uh, I love it. I didn't realize that. D-A-N-K-K-A-S-S. And also Low Key Funny is going to be June 19th. Um, at the Laugh Factory. Is that your show? I'm a producer on that show, yes. Hell yeah. Okay, so you have your own show at Laugh Factory. You say it's so humble. Um, so Laugh Factory, June 19th. Mm. And then Zany's Rosemont is mm. one. Next uh, one. Yeah, the 16th. And then, 16th. And I'll be at Comedy Bar in July, too. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're booked all over the place. Some so go idea. to your Instagram. I'm sure you'll be Yeah, it's going on. Yeah, my Instagram. I post like, this stuff Dank on Dank ass. Yeah. Dank ass. Well, thank you, Dank ass. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, this was fun. And... Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. Loved having you. Um, And thank you so much for listening to Doing Time.